Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ask a Leader. This is your host, Claudia Shambaugh. Today, we're going to call it Ask a Voter. And we have a number of voters who are going to come in and talk to you. Our first very special voter is himself, the Chancellor of UC Irvine. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are very fortunate to have on our show today about Ask a Voter instead of Ask a Leader, our lead-off voter, that would be the Chancellor, Dr. Michael Drake. Welcome to Ask a Voter on Usually Ask a Leader show. Thank you. Thank you very much for appearing. I wanted to ask you what I'm going to be asking all of the uh, voters today, and I'm trying to go pretty wide range in the demographics you are, we've already identified you. You're Dr. Michael Drake, Chancellor of the University of California, Irvine campus. And I wanted to ask you, like the other voters, where you first registered to vote, and there may be some sorts of special associations you have with that time, and why you're voting today. Because I want to make sure all of those voters that are listening to us this morning are going to uh, have a lot of rationale to remind them to vote so we get a terrific turnout here in Irvine and beyond where we're streaming live. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, I remember very clearly when and where I first registered and, and when I first voted. It was in the, the early 1970s, and I had uh, been in high school and then in college through the 1960s, and a very active part of my consciousness was the uh, great movement, particularly in the southern part of the country, to uh, extend the, the voting franchise to people who, by law, had this uh, this privilege, this right, but did, did not have it in practice. And so there were uh, very active and specific laws. There were very active and specific uh, organizations that engaged in harassment and intimidation to try to keep people of color from being able to vote. And this uh, was a very central part of the civil rights movement, as uh, most uh, people know, who studied the, the era. And so the Voting Rights Act and Civil Rights Act, which were passed in uh, the mid-60s, uh, led to uh, an increased realization and focus. And I was, as I said, a child and teenager during these times. And so when it came my time to vote in the early 70s, I, I really felt that it was um, an obligation um, and a privilege that I was obligated, really, based on the the sacrifice that people had gone through to make sure that I could exercise this right, and it was a privilege to be able to participate in the selection of our leaders and our laws. So, so I was very excited about being able to vote. That's wonderful. And so where was it exactly that you were registered to vote your first time? This was in Sacramento, and I, I uh, where I had uh, gone to high school, and I was uh, uh, with uh, at home between summers of medical school, and and I actually registered at the same time as my younger brother, who's uh, uh, two and a half years younger. But it was just after the time when uh, the eight, eighteen-year-olds had gotten the uh, privilege to vote, and so we actually registered and, and then voted at the same time. Oh, wonderful! So I was going to ask you. I thought you were probably at the time when the the twenty-one-year-olds were the first ones enfranchised to or uh, eligible for registering to vote. I was just at that cusp. Actually, I was—I felt a little bad, you know, because I'd waited. I'd wait till I was twenty-one, and my brother was coming along when he was eighteen. Okay. But uh, we we registered at the same time. I see. Fine. And so were were you joined by many many other students who were as similarly motivated, or did you find that that this was something you took more seriously than your peers did at that point and place? 
I believe that most of my uh, colleagues and friends took it seriously, although I would say that I'm, I'm clearer about the uh, attitudes of my parents' generation who um, really instilled in me and really felt that this was something that many of them had been actively denied, and so this was a uh, a, a, real, a privilege that one needed to take very seriously, and as I said, almost as I um, had a moral obligation then to uh, honor those who had sacrificed so much to make sure that we were able to exercise this right by taking it seriously and and and, and casting our votes. Which uh, so I felt this really personally and individually, but but I know that it was um, uh, felt largely throughout the community as well. Well, I just have to ask, when, sometimes when we take these steps, there's almost an emotional, sort of a palpably emotional sensation we have. I sometimes feel like that when I'm filling in a blank with somebody that I know is running or somebody that I've, somebody I know is going to make history when I fill in that blank and they have a good chance of winning. I felt something very special in 2008 when I filled in that box. But was there, did you feel that way, a palpable sort of emotional kind of tug that, wow, this, I'm making this step for the first time, and, and you're doing it with another generation or two or three or four in mind. I, yeah, I think that, that, as you said at the end, this was really what, what I felt. And I actually still think that all these years later, that I think very much about the people, uh, in the, particularly those in the 50s and 60s, who uh, suffered great abuse um, and sometimes physical harm, and people were actually killed in mm-hmm. an effort to make it that someone like me could vote. And I try to think about them and uh, believe that I'm honoring them and their sacrifice every time I, uh, I exercise uh, this right. And so I, I try to make sure I stay connected with all those who, who work so hard to make this possible, and I take it very seriously. Well, then, uh, this is a wonderful thing that you're available today so that you can uh, express the, the privilege and the obligation so that those that are listening to this program uh, take that to heart, and we do everything we can with your voice and the other voices on this program to get those voters out. Now, the final question I'm asking everybody in this program is, why are you voting today? Well, so two reasons. One, I think that the issues that uh, face us are always in, in important enough that uh, we need to make sure our voices are heard or my voice is heard, so I, I, I try to do that as an act of good citizenship. But as I mentioned earlier, I really, uh, in each of the elections that has taken place over the last 35 or so years, I've felt that it was my, that I was being granted a great privilege and that it was my responsibility uh, to act on that privilege by uh, casting a considered and thoughtful vote, and um, I do it every year. So in that respect, then, your motivation for voting every year is largely that same very global reason. I, sometimes people turn out to vote in a particular cycle because of an issue that uh, reaches them in a very special way. And so that's what I was going to try to find out from all the voters that I'm going to be interviewing on this program if there were specific things. And I think you're talking about that generally your obligation and you're exercising this privilege and connecting with everybody that is the reason why you're voting today. You know, I've been in different places, as many of us have around the world, and there are many places I've been where the people who live there don't have uh, the right to participate in selecting their leaders and in making their laws. And I think we have a great privilege here, and I uh, try to make sure that I appreciate that and then am a good, responsible, and uh, contributing citizen 
to uh, add my voice to those of my fellow citizens and helping to determine our future. So it's, um, uh, I think, one of the great privileges that we have in this country. Well, I thank you very much. Did you want to say something directly to the listeners about be sure, being sure that they're going to turn out and vote today? You know, I, we have a very well-informed and uh, very well-connected uh, community of people here from our students through our faculty and staff. And I know that we have very good voter turnout and, and that people are very thoughtful, and I'm uh, proud to be part of such a community. Well, very good. Thank you for uh, being a part of our show today, and we will uh, uh, take this voice along with the other voices that will be joining you, and what a privilege. And thank you for appearing on our show today. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Great to talk with you. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Good morning. That was Michael Drake, Chancellor Michael Drake of UC Irvine. And he was speaking to us. That was a recording from yesterday. And you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We have another guest that I want to... First, I want to mention our co-host today is Ms. Ava Toborek. And she will be helping me out. And what we'll do is go immediately to... We have on our show Mm -hmm. Suzanne... Cohen Corey, who is going to just squeeze us in before she goes to a class. Good morning, Suzanne. You're listening to you're speaking to our listeners on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Suzanne, identify yourself, where you first registered to vote, and your motivation for voting today. Okay. Thank you for having me, Claudia. It's our pleasure, Suzanne. Um, so I am um, originally from Mexico. I came to the United States as a graduate student, and I'm now a professor at UCI. And I first uh, became a U.S. citizen, actually, not long ago, in 2007. And I registered um, to vote the day that I got my citizenship. And Suzanne, before you say more... I think our listeners need to know at what tremendous, um, vig- what kind of vigor that you gave to working that process of becoming a citizen. Yes, um, actually, I've been here for many years, and even uh, after being hired as a professor, it took many, many years of uh, really um, going through the process to be able to become a citizen. So it was a long, long process. In, um, expensive process, but finally I got my citizenship in 2007, and again, the day of um, the ceremony, um, I felt very proud to become a U.S. citizen, and and that's the day that I registered to vote, Um, and I've started voting uh, since the primary elections in 2008. Um, Yes. um, I... I think that it's very important for anyone that becomes a U.S. citizen by choice to make your voice heard. That's why I'm voting. Um, I think that all of us that become U.S. citizens, we have to become active parts of our society and also um, bring up all the issues that are at stake with our vote so we can help decide make very important decisions in our local government, our state, our country, um, and that's why I'm voting today. Fine, fine. Susanna, I know you have a busy schedule. I just want to ask before you head out, did you have the opportunity of voting um, in Mexico before you uh, repatriated here? Um, you said you were a student here, but yes. were you able to vote in any election cycles in Mexico? I think I just voted once, and um, I have to say that um, in Mexico there is a lot of apathy 
um, for voting, or at least there was when I was a student there. <clears throat> and I think that uh, being here in this country, I've realized that um, that is the wrong attitude to take. I think it is very important if you're a citizen of a country to help the process and to support um, it, your ideals. Uh, here, I feel that we have to help our president reverse the, um, to president our president to change um, things that happened in our country for about eight years, and we have to change this negative climate that has been plaguing us for some years. So I think all of us can do our part and vote today. Thank you. Thank you. Is there some a direct pitch you want to make to colleagues, neighbors, students, and friends? I just think that we should all go there. I mean, there's so much there today. There, there are so, so many issues, again, not only um, city-wide, um, statewide, but also many issues that can impact our country. So it is important to go and vote today. Very, very fine. Suzanne, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for voting and all the activism. I'm so proud of where I've seen your daughter taking some political messages. Yes, and, she uh, does. My kids are very involved, too, even though they're, they're young. They're still 14 and 10. They still have ways to go, but they are very, very involved. So, listeners, this is another reason why to vote is so that you are a very good model for your offspring. And for those of you who don't have offspring yet, this is you are your you are the offspring of your parents, and they are remodeling. Let's hope for you to exercise this all important duty, Susanna. Thank you so very much, and I look forward to hearing uh, more from you about what's going on with your participation and your families in the future. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Claudia. Take care. Bye bye for bye. now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM. We've changed the Ask a Leader. Uh, title today to ask a voter and our third voter is my co-hostess today Ms. Ava Toborek and Ava you want to introduce yourself? Hi um, my name is Ava and um, I hello <laughs> I'm a recent graduate from college I'm kind of representing the young voter I guess today um, and I guess I first you want to know when I first when you first registered to vote? I first registered to vote probably, I think, four years ago. Um, and I was registered in the L.A. County. Um, and that was exciting. I, I voted in one um, presidential election so far, and that was really cool. That was a big, exciting thing on campus. And now I'm getting ready to <laughs> do it again. Um, but I think it's important to vote especially for young people now because it's not every day that you're given the option to give your opinion on these things and I think young voters are underrepresented and there is a lot of apathy and it's kind of I just think that um, you you also hear a lot of noise about what's going on in government and complaints and I personally don't feel comfortable complaining about things if I haven't done my part to contribute and so um, I mean, that's your chance. That's your chance to make a change, to change the things you don't like, to uh, say what you do like, and to give some ideas. So I really think it's your duty to do that first before you complain about what's there. And it's just, it's a unique opportunity that not everybody has. And so you might as well exercise it. Very good, Ava. I'm, she's going to be helping me co-host today with a, a number of 
uh, voters. I've tried to include a lot of different people, but I can't control other people's schedules if they're not uh, going to be available. Or um, I, I had a particular individual to represent a libertarian uh, viewpoint, and um, although he emailed me, he didn't follow that up with additional uh, contact information so we could be sure to include him on the show. But listeners, Claudia tried. So I, I want to thank Ava for coming to help me with this show today. Um, we're going to, uh, so we've got somebody that's, that voted, started in the, the, uh, the early 70s. We have someone that started voting in the uh, early, uh, in the 10s. And so Ava and, I guess Ava and Susanna were joining on in the same election. That's interesting, but they're, they're a few decades apart. So there's a range there. Now, uh, I want to remind everybody we're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine on Ask a Voter today. My next guest, and I'm going to make sure everybody speaks way right into that microphone so we can hear their all-important voices, is the divine Ms. Lou Forrest. Lou, please step right up, to, give us right to the microphone, and we want to know, we want you to identify yourself in around here in the community where you first registered to vote, there might be a little context with that, and why you're voting today. <clears throat> oh, thanks, Claudia. I'm a, a faculty in the Department of Physiology and Biophysics, and I welcome Lou. Thank you, Claudia. And I will answer the question of when I started voting first, which was. Um, I was 18 in 1974 in September, and um, a little history lesson for those of you who don't remember or weren't born, um, Watergate um, was just before I turned 18, and I believe, I looked it up on Wikipedia just for this show. Oh, we've got to be prepared, um, folks. Nixon resigned August 9th, 1974, and... Because I was having the summer off and I had a chance to sit and watch the Watergate hearings with my father, um, we were really at that point feeling we had to take um, the country back and that we were very, um, the country as a whole, I think, was ashamed of what had happened because this was the first time a president had to resign and hopefully the last, um, but I, I really grew up in it and became a voter at that point. And I grew up in a little rural town in uh, southwestern Michigan, and so that's where I registered to vote. And how, how just so we can place how close to Detroit, the, the scene um, of, of economic development narratives? Um, actually, I grew up on the other side of Michigan near <clears throat> near Lake Michigan, so we were more aligned with Chicago, and so we got our... TV from Chicago and from South Bend, Indiana, and it was a very uh, Republican, conservative rural area. And in fact, David Stockman, who was Reagan's budget director, um, he was on 60 Minutes Sunday night. He um, was a neighbor boy, and I knew his folks. And so, I didn't know that about you. Yes. My goodness. So did you know him? No. I can't I, I didn't have that, shall we say, uh, pleasure. <laughs> And and so you want me to answer why I'm voting? Why are you voting today? We you may not be done with your story about uh, the the story around your first registering, but t uh, 
Right. You can well, finish whatever you want about that, and do tell us about why you're voting mm-hmm. today for our listeners. Well, it was a little foggy when I thought back all those years of when I voted and why I voted. It was just something you did, and that wasn't, there wasn't, the way I was raised, that wasn't a question of whether you would vote. It was when, you know, it was just an obligation that we were instilled by my father and my mother with that they didn't. He fought in World War II and was a disabled veteran. So I don't think I need to say a lot more about why he thought it was important to vote. Um, why I'm voting today is we still have our work cut out for us, and we're still citizens of a great nation in spite of what some folks try to to badmouth. And um, I feel we all have obligations to each other and to our country. And without waving flags and uh, cheering people on and wearing flag pins and, and all that, it goes much deeper. And we all have to accept we need to educate ourselves and we need to participate in diff- whatever level we can for the greater good instead of every person for themselves. So to me, it's a, it's almost a sacred duty. And everyone that doesn't vote really doesn't deserve to complain because they're not they're not taking part in what their obligation is. That's wonderful, Lou. And uh, feel free to um, add into uh, some some other comments that you might be hearing while you're able to stay with us if you can today. Um, I want to uh, take a, a short station break so that we'll be able to um, patch in a few other voters who are um, away from the studio out there, and we'll we'll be back with you in just a bit. This land is your land, this land is my land, from California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ask a Voter this morning on 88.9 KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine. Our next guest is Lola Romero Seymour, hailing from up there. You're up there in Tustin, aren't you, Lola? Yeah. Fine. Lola, I'm asking everyone to identify themselves. They sort of give us a little, you know, background, a little about who they are, what they're about. And then I would like for you to tell us when you, when you first registered to vote and why you're voting today, Lola. Good morning. Good morning. Tell me, tell our listeners on KUCI, their students, their members of the community, and their people that might be streaming live on KUCI.org in Stockholm or in, uh, um, uh, oh gosh, or Berlin, who knows. Um, so tell us a little bit about Lola and, and then tell us your story about when you first registered to vote. I I was born in New Mexico, came to California when I was seven, and grew up in Los Angeles. And uh, I was married for 42 years to a wonderful husband, who unfortunately passed away. And um, I went back to school late in life and got actually three degrees from UCI. So I'm presently retired. I've done a lot of volunteer work in the community. Yes. And Lola, would you tell us your story of when you first registered to vote? 
Um, I don't remember exactly. It must have been 1954 when I was old enough. And um, I uh, had been very upset when, uh, in 1952, Adley Stevenson lost to uh, General Eisenhower. In fact, I was in tears, and my husband said, don't worry, the country isn't going to go to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> well, I believe it has. <laughs> <laughs> so did so. you voted in 1954? Yes. I see. And so was that, uh, who else? That was a, uh, like this, a midterm election. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Well, um, anything else you want to say about voting then in 54? I mean, there was, let's see, was Richard Nixon running for Congress yet? He wasn't quite. Um, He's just about to run. I believe he was. Do you remember him? on? Well, you had to be in his district, but you weren't in no, that district. No, I wasn't in his district. Okay, you were still in L.A.? Yes. Okay. Well, Lola, tell us why you wanted... Why you're voting today? You go all over the the map with this, all over the ballot, if you'd like. <laughs> well, I'm voting mainly to uh, try to keep a Democratic Congress so that we can get some legis- progressive legislation passed. And uh, on the uh, initiatives, I'm voting for Prop 19. Not so much because I think this initiative is the right one, because it is flawed, but also I want to send a message to California legislators that this is important to uh, the community that uh, we're tired of sending people to jail for something that... uh, is no worse than uh, drinking alcohol. So uh, we're listening uh, on KUCI eighty point nine FM. We're listening to Lola Romero Seymour, a voter who's talking about why she's voting today. Yes, Lola, you're re- yes. reflecting on the whole ballot. I think this is great. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think of. Uh, the local candidates, we have two wonderful people running in uh, uh, one for Congress, Beth Crum, and uh, I cannot at the moment remember the young woman who's running for the Assembly. Are you in the 70th Assembly District? Um, Melissa Fox was a, Melissa a guest. Fox. Okay, you are in the 70th. She was on our show, as were, was Beth Crum and Don Wagner running against Melissa Fox. Oh, uh-huh. Well, Melissa Fox is running, and I was delighted to vote for them. I actually voted about a month ago. Oh, a month ago. Absentee. On an absentee ballot. So, um... How long, Lola, have you voted absentee? Oh, um... About 17 years, when my husband was ill, I obtained absentee ballots for both of us, and I voted absentee ever since. And I highly recommend it, because you never know what's going to happen on 
Election Day. Indeed. Actually, Lola, I have my absentee ballot in my backpack in Studio A, and after the show, I'm going to drop it off. And the advantage of dropping off your absentee ballot at a polling place is you get to take away the sticker that says, I voted today. And uh-huh. I, 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 I don't know where I'll put that sticker, but it will be in a prominent place. So, <laughs> But you can always pick one up at your precinct, too, Lola, if you're, if you're missing out on your sticker, having voted a whole month ago. But I'm glad you're making a pitch for the, the soundness of voting by mail, So, because uh, you never know, like you said, what's, what's going to happen. Right, right. Exactly. And you never know if there's enough provisional ballots at your polling place. We well, Up here we had quite some interesting times when uh, those papers ran out when uh, various irregularities occurred with the machines not working. Another reason why I'm, I could sail ahead with my absentee ballot f- from that long line of people trying to figure out when the machines were going to start working again. So um, it's that does cover so many contingencies. And But uh, I'm impressed. You knew uh, already a month ago exactly what you want to do with all the propositions and all your candidates. That's that must be uh, speaking to the importance of literacy in voting, Lola. How important is, do you think is it for, uh, to, we want to address the topic of literacy, people reading up about all of these issues and politicians? It's terribly important. California has this uh, opportunity to legislate for itself, but unfortunately, um, I believe for most of my adult life, uh, the propositions, which are initiatives, uh, in other words, put on the ballot by the voters, have been taken over by special interests. And in many cases, uh, the legislation is seriously flawed. And, uh, <coughs> oops. And, and, Bless you. In some cases, uh, someone is profiting by this who should not be. And uh, I think that, that there should be some reform of the initiative process so that it becomes, again, uh, something that is uh, being addressed by the people when the leg- legislature has failed to act. Um, Indeed. I appreciate your making yourself available. Did you have something you wanted to pitch, Lola, directly to the voters that are listening today or streaming live on KUCI.org? Just be sure to vote if you have not already and, uh, and preserve this opportunity for the future so that... Uh, we can continue to live in a great democracy. Well put, Lola. Thank you so much. Take thank, care and um, take care of that cough you've got there. I hope that's not been something hanging on there. And uh, we'll uh, we'll stay in touch, Lola. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Ask a Voter on KUCI 88.9 FM and streaming live on KUCI.org. My co-hostess, uh, Ava Taborik, has been um, standing by. I don't know, Ava, do you have anything you want to contribute to what you're, um, what you're uh, hearing today with our guests? Um, any, th- any inspiration you want to connect with? Because most of my demographics turning out today is uh, a, a little more mature uh, voter, and so uh, in terms of age, folks, uh, Ava's quite mature. Um, 
Anything you wanted to um, add or react to as my co-hostess this morning? just again taking advantage of the opportunities that we have because not everybody has this opportunity to vote and shouldn't take it for granted um and also uh as as a young voter it it's important to be informed and as you said reading up on these things and um just being a active citizen that is uh i think it's rare i'm uh, not rare but <laughs> it's a it's a good thing to do and i think it's kind of um, important for young people, especially just to to contribute something and to give back and to assert your voice. So um, I don't know. I think <laughs> we've had some some good uh, discussion today. Well, feel free to to chime right in. Um, right now, we're going to take another station break so we can get another uh, voter on talking with us, and we'll be right back in just a bit.
another voter today uh, appearing for us is the divine, uh, another divine, Miss Vivian Earthman, who will tell us about why she's voting today. Welcome to Ask a Voter Today, Vivian. Thank you. Um, well, I first registered to First, vote. Vivian, we're going to ask you just to identify yourself. Okay. We want to know who you are, along with all the divine guests we've had this morning. Okay. My, I'm Vivian Earthman. I'm in Irvine. And uh, I registered to vote in 2002 when I became a citizen in the U.S. And um, I'm going to vote today because I think it's very important. It's a free country. I think we should uh, use our vote and not waste it. Uh, there's lots of places around the world where they don't have that, that opportunity. So I'm gonna, that's why I'm going to vote today. Wonderful. Did you want to say, is there any particular something on the ballot that's drawing you? Uh, anything you want to tell us? Kind uh, of got me on the spot there. What was the other well, question? Let's see. I think let's... there was another question, too, wasn't there? Well, you were telling us why you registered to vote, and t- yeah. you're saying why you're voting today. Is there something something that brings you uh, th- on the ballot? There's a candidate, there's an issue, there's a... There's a process. Something you want to say about that? Um, well, locally, I'm encouraged with the uh, well, who we have on the ballot in Irvine. Um, in the bigger picture in California, I I wish we had more choice. Um, and and I think I, I think we have to put so much thought into the propositions. Some of them really have to put a lot of thought in. So I've gone backwards and forwards on some of the propositions. So um, that's, I think that's all I have. Okay, Vivian. I thank you so much. I We're, we're glad to have uh, people here from voters who are recently franchised. 2002 wasn't that far back, eight little short years ago. And so uh, it gives our voters uh, some pause to think of how uh, people are motivated to repatriate become citizens, and become participating citizens in the voting process. And you are an example to your family members, that uh, your offspring that you have, mother of two uh, uh, listeners. And um, I thank you very much for being a, a model for all of us and for being available on the show Ask a Voter today. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Vivian. You take care. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to uh, take one more break. Now, I don't know if Ava has anything in addition to add to the program, uh, we're going to take a, uh, when she, uh, after she has something to say, we'll take another short break, and we have a treat of uh, a voter who hails all the way back to voting for Franklin Roosevelt. So, Ava, did you have uh, anything to say before we go to our break? Um, not a lot. Oh, wow, this mic is a lot louder. <laughs> um, nothing. Just happy voting day, and I urge you to go out and be heard, and vote, and read up, and you can make a difference. Very fine. Well, I'm going to uh, give us one little shorter break here while we patch up Mr. Dr. Nat Koenig. Meanwhile, here's a little sound for you. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. 
ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for staying with us. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And now our last invited voter is Dr. Nat Koenig. Welcome to Ask a Voter, Dr. Koenig. Welcome to you. Thank you very much. Well, I've just let the listeners know on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and streaming live on KUCI.org that we have a real treat in having you weigh in as well with all. We've had the chancellor on. We've had uh, repatriated, uh, naturalized citizens. We've had young voters and uh, voters from all over the country um, where they've come from and first uh, registering. Dr. Koenig, tell us when you first registered to vote. That was 70 years ago. I was living in Boston. I had just a few months earlier graduated from medical school, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt was running for his third term. I had seen him when he was campaigning for his first term in 1932 when I just arrived in Cambridge for college, and he drove through Harvard Square in an open sedan. Did you it was see him? Very impressive. Yes, you saw I did. him. Whoa! Yes, that was very exciting. All the students were out there in the square cheering as he drove by. But he was he was not yet president. He that was in September of uh, 1932. That but I was not yet old enough to vote. Oh, you weren't uh, you weren't old enough yet. How many no, years yeah. away from voting were you when you saw the 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 then president? Seven years. At that time, voting age was 21. Yes. And I was 14. Oh, you were. Oh, okay. So did that did that invigorate your uh, wish to be participating in the political process at that point? Yes, it did, because I was uh, I was already a freshman in college. So therefore, I was already well oriented towards political issues. You were a 14-year-old, and you were already in college. So you were, you've always been on a fast track. You're still on the fast track. I'm still running. You still are <laughs> running, now, man. Now I often use a walker to help me. Well, it's, what I hear from you are always pearls. So please go back to the story, though, about when you first re- That's when you first saw uh, Pre- uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. But when you first registered, then, what was going on? Well, it was 1940. We were still in the Depression, and... Uh, he was running for his third term, and uh, we uh, were having nation- international issues. Big ones. Cause, yes, because uh, Germany had already invaded Poland a year before, and uh, so we had big international problems then. And so was that what, were you thinking of those when you were registering, or what was, do you, do you have an idea of what, what what was it that brought you to to be involved? Well, for one thing, I knew then, as I do now, that this is a representative democracy we live in, or a democratic republic, as you wish. Yes. And that it was incumbent upon the citizens to vote in order to express their ideology and to elect representatives who would represent what they stood for. And I think that's the issue today, too, in this partisan election that we're facing right now. So tell us, then, are there specific things? Why? This is my third question I've asked all voters today. 
Why are you going to the polls today? Well, for one thing, I've already voted absentee about a week ago, uh-huh. but I voted in this election because I think it is a critical election. The country is more partisan than it's ever been, and uh, the Republican leaders have declared that their purpose is to make sure that Barack Obama is a one-term president, which to me implies that they are not interested in the real needs of the country, but rather in their political futures. Mm. So um, you've already voted a week ago. We had another voter who voted a month ago. She spoke the praises of the voter, the voting by mail, covering any contingency you couldn't imagine, um, couldn't foresee on the day of voting. And so uh, I, you're also here to endorse the importance of that. And I, I'm promising listeners I'm going to drop my letter off. Right, uh, I go to my polling place right after this program today so that I, I can come to, to, uh, pat my envelope on the mic. Yes, you were saying, Dr. Koenig. You've had the opportunity to spend some time reflecting on the issues you were to vote for. And, that, and many of the initiatives are rather confusing. And uh, whereas I think the initiative idea is a, a good one to give the country a real, or the state, a real democratic vote, it nevertheless, I think, involves making decisions on very poor uh, information. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, we can read over and over some of those propositions. Uh, we, it's some of them we can't even really give a title to, let alone uh, we, we have to read them very carefully. Sometimes we have to connect the dots with people they're associated so we know whether there is a, an agenda that may or may not serve us. That's exactly right. And unfortunately, I think the initiative process has been distorted so that it becomes a matter of special interests putting initiatives on the ballot uh, for their own purposes and phrasing them in ways that mislead. It does make for a conundrum for the voter uh, who's busy, who's uh, uh, overextended, who's distracted, and to have a, um, a complicated worded uh, proposition to deliberate and have nine of them at once, it does put a tremendous onus on the voter to, to be active and to be uh, knowingly active. Yeah, and I find particularly difficult the propositions that deal with revenue because there, the information as to what is needed is not really available to us and may well change over time or at, the, at any given time, which the legislature is in a position to consider. Yes. yes. I, I think for, forcing the legislature to make decisions is a good idea, but I think it's sort of a silly idea to say, well, they give up a day's pay if they don't come to a decision in time. Indeed. Yes. And is there anything, Dr. Koenig, you would like to say to voters? There, there are students, there are people that are streaming live, goodness knows how far away from here, um, listeners on the radio. Um, anything you'd like to pitch directly to them about voting today? Your, your personal public service announcement. Huh. Well, is it permissible to be partisan in this conversation? Well, all I have to do is give that legal disclaimer at the end, and you can say anything as long as you're not obscene or profane or indecent. 
I don't even know anything I've seen, so I <laughs> don't need to worry about that. Uh, I, I, what I'm concerned about is that at present, the battle between the two parties, and now with the offshoot of the Republican Party and the Tea Party, uh, we are facing decisions that could have serious bad effects for the future. And I think we have to think seriously about what we want to see done in this country and what we want this country to do with respect to the world in which it has such an important leadership position. And I think elect representatives accordingly, whom we think will do the best for us and for the world, and not be oriented only to their self-interest. Okay, that's a, a wonderful pitch to young and old voters alike around where we're, we're sending this message. And Dr. Koenig, I thank you say hello to Ms. Koenig for me. Thank you for your time this morning, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Take care. Thank very you. good. Thank you. Thank Bye. you very much. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this closes the um, Ask a Voter edition of Ask a Leader. I'm your host, Claudia Shambaugh. And before we bring on George Hadahat with the senior George Rosales, I want to add that the opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily express those of the management of KUCI, nor those of the University of California Board of Regents. See you next week. I'm hoping to put together a lovely a veterans, perhaps an Ask a Veteran show. It all depends on how available my favorite veterans are on next Tuesday. Meanwhile, take care.